What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and on the other side is the uh, wise, but one of my best friends in the world, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, what's up? Ah, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Good day to talk about some baseball. Great win Monday night uh, with a good start to the series against the Mets, but more importantly, uh, racking up the wins, and that's a good thing. Um, Streaking. It's never a good thing unless it's in baseball. <laughs> well, you know, there have been some uh there have been some good streakers uh in the course of sports history, I guess. But but yeah, you know, streaking is a is a good thing. And um you know, after the last series we had with the uh with the Mets, uh, I was a little concerned and a little worried and and um you know they they just didn't look like themselves. They looked like they were going to a funeral. Uh, you know, we didn't then uh, win the games against the Red Sox and then win the entire series against the Marlins, even making a comeback on Sunday, which was great, and then uh, picking up the win on Monday night uh, against the Mets. So uh, it, much better play, and we'll talk about that Monday game in just a minute, but uh, just it seems much more um, excited. Seems much uh, much more pep in the step, I guess, maybe. That's uh, what I would say. More pep in the step. I know we're um, ahead of the things, but especially last night, man. It was really impressive to see last night. Well, you know, I never saw that in the last time we played the Mets, and it was up in New York, and I get that. I understand it's a – New York's a tough place to play. There's, there's very small amounts of people that can really play in New York and not be bothered by – the, the um, stuff that goes on outside uh, of uh, uh, the, the ball field. Uh, Derek Jeter being one of those, I think, uh, you know, able to handle all of the ups and downs that go in into New York. And, and there's others that were able to handle it. But it's very tough playing there. You know, Chipper Jones always hit very well. Uh, and uh, he really absolutely pounded the Mets wherever they played, whether it's Shea Stadium or, or City Field. And, and um, But it's tough. And – and they look like the last time they were there, they just didn't have anything, even though they won, you know, one of the games uh, and won it convincingly, they just didn't look like they had it. Uh, right. And they, they, they looked like they were just, uh, it was just blah. And that was a big series. You know, you're talking, uh, you know, that five games with an opportunity going into it, um, you know, to, to take first place back. And, and, uh, and obviously, they're going to have to win every game against the Mets in this series that they're playing right now. And that's not beyond. And they still really wouldn't be uh, in first place. You know, they've got uh, three games left. But, you know, to put the pressure on, this is what I've always said, to put the pressure on. They And, and in, in the last I – th- I don't think they've won any of the opening games against the Mets that we played all year. And that's the key that I, that I had just talked about. You need to win that opening game to be able to advance, to be able to catch up with anything. Now, granted, you got to win more than one game, but you know you start to see pressure bowling up when you win that first game, and 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 it just looked like on Monday night that they were a lot more energetic. There were, but you know what I thought though, and we can talk about this too. What I thought was, oh no, here comes the rain, uh, and that's going to really kill. Uh, this this momentum, but uh, they definitely came back out with it, and and you know that's just uh, ever since we left New York um, and and got out of there, it looks much better. Uh, 
Uh, it looked like, you know, in that Boston series that, oh, oh, this is how we play. We, we've been playing like this all year. We can do this. And all of a sudden it's, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And now it's a, what, a seven-game win streak. Yes, sir. So I do have one funny question for you. What is okay. up with the meow thing? What is up with the what? Meow thing. Like I don't I don't know. I I don't get that either. Maybe have you seen this? Yeah, yeah. Um, um I, I don't know. Maybe is this are we talking about with Harris? Yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um it it was weird, I guess. Uh, but you know what? I take weird uh, yeah. if it keeps I if mean, they keep playing like that. Uh, so I, you know, we're what is that? Me, you know, me, me uh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, obviously, you take weird friends. So <laughs> yes, I've been working with Hack for a long time. That's weird too. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he he's not here. This is the Braves podcast. That's right. He's not here anyway. You know what? I'll see him Friday night, or I'll actually see him Thursday. I'll tell him anyway. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, he doesn't mind. He thinks the same thing. Um, but, but yeah, no, you know, and maybe that's just a, a rookie with the other rookies having a good time with something. And you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe, look, maybe Vaughn Grissom coming up, adding a little bit more uh, you know, pep back in that step. Maybe that's what it took. Right. Um, you know, we're talking about Vaughn Grissom coming up and, and you know, not replacing Ozzie Albie. But, you know, Ozzie, you know, is progressively getting to where he's able to throw. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking at maybe a late August, maybe early September uh, run that where he'll be able to be back. Is he going to be healthy when he gets back? It may take him that month to get back and get going. But if Vaughn Grissom keeps playing like that and keeps acting like that, you know, he's just acting like, hey, this is this is this is no problem. Let's go. You know, what what's the problem? Let's you know, and, and Michael Harris has acted that way all year. And hey, look, if that's what it takes, you know, I'll I'll meow with him. Whatever. You know? <laughs> I mean, you are a <laughs> broadcaster for the Tigers, so Yes. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever growled or meowed or anything like that. But you know what? If we win 7, 8, 10, 14 in a row, I'll meow all day. It doesn't matter. So if, if yep, the, I'll if be the, happy with it. If the Tigers win on Friday night, are you going to growl on the radio? Uh, probably not. Uh, but it would be a good win if we did. You know, if they went undefeated and went for a state championship, yeah, I would then, definitely. Uh, definitely yeah, I will. Yeah. You got to. Yes, yes. Maybe I'll let Hack do it. <laughs> he would. He would, yeah. He would. <laughs> so we've already mentioned it, but the the Braves sweep the the fish out of their own ballpark. Uh yeah, you know, we we start on Friday night um and and again, you, you know, we're we're coming off of what uh is a great Red Sox series even though it was a, a little bit of a struggle, but still uh, we kind of got things turned around, um, and, and you know Marlins picked up two um, two runs right off the bat, but then the Braves came back and just slowly pieced it together. John ended up getting a four three win, uh, you know. So in that first game, uh, and I think that was important again to take that first game. Uh, but uh, the, the problem was it took a lot of people in that first game to 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 get it there. You know, Odorizzi uh, didn't have uh, went four innings. 
they only gave up two earned runs, but only four innings. And, and John, what I was worried about was, oh, no, now we're going to use the bullpen up. And we got this series against the Mets coming up. We need to save the bullpen. But uh, still, uh, you know, a, a good game from, from everyone all around. Um, and, you know, Michael Harris, another great game. So, you know, offensively, we, we were still there. We held on, and that's what counted. Yes, sir. Um, how did you – did Over Odorizzi look better in this game to you? Well, I mean, yeah, I just I, – I guess I was kind of curious as to why – why they pulled him maybe um, and didn't leave him. He only went four innings, but McHugh came in and kind of finished things up with two innings of his own. So that, that really helped out. Um, and, and then um, Matzik came in with an inning, but Kirby Yates came in. I think this was the game that he struggled, uh, only pitched a, a third of an inning. Uh, but Mentor finished it up. Kenley Jansen with a couple of walks and a couple of strikeouts finished it up. So, um you know, uh, it, 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 it was – I, I got to see Odorizzi go, you know, six innings. You know, Bryce Elder, we'll talk about that in a minute on Sunday, went seven. Uh, you know, came back up. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, we got to see some relief for the bullpen at least. Uh, you know, not to go so – you know, we got to go deeper. So, uh, you know, may just be getting used – to the National League, you know, some of these teams he may not have seen, some of them he may have, so it may just be getting used to his surroundings. This is only, what, game two, I think, that he's pitched, so let's see where game three goes, game four goes, get him used to, to what's going on, and he knows how to pitch in the middle of a, of a um, you know, playoff run, because he's with the Astros. Right. I mean, it, you know, they're, they've been pretty good, so... Um, you know, let's let's see what game three brings about, and he's going to get the ball in one of these games against the Mets coming up, and unfortunately he's going to have to go against Max Scherzer. So that's even better. But, uh, you know, I, I, you got to go five to get the win, and uh, it, that, that would have been nice, although in this game he would not have got the win because they didn't score uh, that, you know, second run until the sixth inning. But still – uh, bullpen did a great job. Came in and finished it up. Um, who stood out to you on the offensive side of this game? Oh, the Michael Harris guy. That Harris guy's a good hitter, you know. Yeah. Uh, two hits, that. two runs, two RBIs. Uh, you know, once again, um, at the bottom of the order, uh, just uh, cleaning it up down there. And and look, if Vaughn Grissom down there as well. Um, you know, it makes the bottom of the order. If again, you get rid of a couple of guys down there at the bottom, one in particular by the name of Marcel Ozuna. Uh, I, I don't, again, don't mean it at any disrespect, but, um, you know, the bottom of the order might not be too bad. I was trying to think on, uh, it's either Friday night or Saturday night. I was trying to, uh, ESPN, I usually watch the Bleacher Report app, um, but I've also started watching the ESPN app on the GameCast on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And and so it's a little bit better at, at what it, it does. But what it gives you on the ESPN GameCast is it gives you where they have been hitting the ball, the averages of where they've been hitting the ball. It gives you nine quadrants. So it gives you, you know, upper left, upper center, upper right, you know, middle left, right. You know, you get the hit, you get the hand after that. Right. But it gives you everything. And Ozuna's averages all over the place in those are very limited 
good averages, okay? And I'm saying very limited good averages. Mm-hmm. Maybe bottom um, bottom uh, center, uh, something like that. But all the inside, outside, not great. Not, I meant to take a picture of it uh, so that I could I could go over it. But again, uh, that bottom of the order with with just with Grissom and Harris make for a very formidable one-two punch, getting back to Ronald at the top of the order. Right. That makes it even more dangerous, and we've seen over the last few games how, yeah, how either, you know, it's Grissom gets on and Harris uh, rolls him in and then Acuna rolls them all in or something, but it's been that, that punch down at the bottom that certainly has helped even get Ronald fired up. Now, Ronald didn't have a hit in this game, but I'm starting to see some of those tendencies from Ronald that he's been doing over the last few years, and that is hit the ball the other way. Yep. Um, and especially when he did it Monday night, he had a, a one out outside part of the play, and instead of trying to pull it, he a beautiful swing the other way, and it was fabulous. And that's I'm thinking, oh, hit the ball the other way, baby. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. But those two guys at the bottom, but Michael Harris is the guy I think that stood out in this game. You reminded me of a stat that I heard last night on the radio. Um, so the top of, top three in the order have proved 70, 179 runs. The middle two, or the middle three, uh, four through six, have produced 177 runs this year. And the bottom three have produced 178 runs. Now this is wow. Either this is either before the runs last night or like halfway through the game last night. Well, but if you look at the look at where it was Monday night, um, again it was pretty even all over the on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you score thirteen runs, you figure you are going to be relatively, but but you could probably say that you know top, middle, and bottom uh, produce the runs. Uh, so, but that's a that's an interesting stat. I like that. Yeah, I've got some more interesting stats, but I'll save those for later because then I I love it. Um, Love it. Just they're just random and fun. Um, so the Braves end up winning this game four to three. Um, moving on to the doubleheader, um, they bring up Kyle Muller for the first game. Yes, yes. Um, you know, we've seen some great, we've seen some flashes of greatness out of Kyle Muller. Um, he ended up going five. Not sure why he didn't go six. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, uh, because he could have gone six. He should have gone six when he came out. Um, after the sixth, and they came in with Jackson Stevens, I was like, okay, why is he not in the game? Uh, because he was only like it, he could have gone, he was only like at 80 pitches or something. Um, I don't know if they just, from a competence standpoint, they just wanted to say, okay, great, you gave us five innings, great job. Uh, you know, we, we're going to get you out because we may need you again at some point, and we want to give you a good confidence. But it looked like the ball was, was uh, you know, pretty good coming out of Kyle Muller's hands. So I was I was proud. Three hits, two runs, uh, one walk, and five strikeouts. Uh, so was, not a bad night at the office for Kyle Muller. How much he's pitched lately because he is coming off of a broken hand. Right. Hey, look, and I noticed that too. Um, yeah, it was on his. Um, it was it's on his glove hand, um, and he had it wrapped up. Uh, so so that was something, and, and it brings back memories, John, because when I was a little kid. Um, I was uh, absolutely, you know, I, I loved baseball, you know, as a as as a little kid growing up uh, back a hundred years ago um, when when we didn't have helmets and we uh, you know played with 
you know, one-handed gloves or something. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I pitched with a broken arm one time. Um, and the, uh, the, the doctor said, yes, you can play. You got to swing one-handed and you can't catch the ball. So the catcher would roll it back to me. I couldn't oh. catch it. And I pitched, you know, cause I did not, not want to play cause it was summertime. You know, mm-hmm. in the summertime, you played baseball. Now, I couldn't oh, yeah. go swimming. That made me mad, too. But so I noticed he had that. But you know what? If he's got a – if he's just coming off a broken hand and he pitches that good, hallelujah. Let's let yep. him pitch. Uh, uh, but but I, I would say from a confidence standpoint, saying, hey, you gave us five good innings. Thank you. Uh, we're going to get you out. We're going to let Stevens come in and pitch a couple innings and, and then uh, Iglesias and Jensen finish it up. And, and uh, lo and behold – uh, they get another win to to start the doubleheader, but but yeah, I you know even though I could probably go with a a, a host of others uh, that that had a good game uh, that you know I, I, my my maybe my number one guy uh, would be Kyle Muller, although that Chadwick Chadwick Trump guy with a fabulous game as well, oh, yeah. that catcher you could put him up there too. We're, uh... The rookie, I can call this series the rookie series. Yeah, well, you look at the bottom three. We got the what is it? The what they used to call the baby Braves. You know, yep. Uh, yep. you had uh, Grissom, Harris, and Trump. Uh, now Grissom didn't have a hit. Harris had a hit. Uh, I believe Harris had a home run, if I recall correctly. Uh, but Harris had a hit, a run, and an RBI. Uh, we even walked. But Trump, three hits, three RBIs. So not a bad night at the office. Unfortunately. <laughs> He's probably not going to be up very long because Darnell's back. Yeah. Uh, so usually don't carry uh, three catchers. Some do, some don't. But um, the way Contreras and, and Darnell have been uh, flip-flopping, catching every couple of days, uh, you, you you figure that they're getting enough rest that you don't need a third catcher. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, hey, uh, hats off to Chadwick Trump uh, with a, a fabulous game. I actually saw him at Gwinnett when I went to see Gwinnett play one time. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, speak, speaking of minors, uh, I believe uh, you know we go to um, Mike Sharoka is going to be at Rome, I think. He um, is pitching tonight. So, I was, I was gonna, yeah. So you're still about to bring that up later. You read? Yeah, me? he gets. Yeah, he gets a rehab start. So anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, you're playing. You know, y'all didn't play with helmets back in your day. Uh, I yeah, bet. Yeah. Dan, Dansby's mad at his helmet right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you texted me that uh, Monday night, I was like, what? I, I was afraid something bad happened. Like, he twisted. And, of course, with I was thinking, okay, so he's going to be out the rest of the year. Uh, Grissom's going to move to short. Ozzy's going to get back quickly, uh, uh, so hopefully, and, and we'll be okay. Uh, when you said he, his helmet and he was bleeding, I was like, okay, well, that's better, even though it probably hurt, and that's probably not what Dansby was thinking was better. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but but I was like, oh, my. I, uh, I was thinking, oh, he's, he's hurt. And, you know, I, ne- I, I, was, I never saw a highlight of that, uh, which I was curious as to why, you know, normally they like to show those things. Right. Uh, so, and I was surprised when I got home to be able to finish watching the game that he was still in the game, but I'm not surprised either because it is no. Dansby. That's it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, Kyle Muller pitched really good. You're going with Kyle Muller for the uh, player of the game? Yeah, absolutely. I know Chadwick Trump had a good game. I get it. We always go with the offensive guy. But I, I think Kyle Muller pitched a great game. You know, that's one of those guys in Muller that 
should be probably pitching in the majors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's just been so up and down, up and down lately. Um, but that's a guy that his name has been mentioned on many occasions, uh, being able to fill one of those starting rotation spots. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully he's, you know, got it back together and lo and behold, we got us another starter. Well, you brought back your, uh, the, uh, one of your favorites, Ian Anderson for the, the second game of the doubleheader. Oh my gosh. You know, I think were we texting Saturday night. Is that what we were doing, if I remember correctly? Because um, I went to eat. Uh, my wife and I went out to eat because it was a very emotional day anyway on Saturday because we moved my son into the dorms at Murray State. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, we moved him into the same dorm that I lived in when I was a sophomore, junior, and senior. Are you serious? It was, yeah. It That's was awesome. not, the same, not the same room but the same dorm. He's not far uh, he's a floor up from, from where I was. But the problem is the dorm was old when I was there, and it's still old today, oh. and that's 30-something years later, okay? Oh, boy. Um, now, it's on the list to be uh, knocked down because they're getting ready to build a new, what they call New Heart Hall is what it is. And so they're getting ready in a couple of years to have a new one. So it's coming down. So he eventually will get to move in to the new one, which will be great. But, yeah, we moved him in. So it's a very emotional day uh, in this household for him moving out. They start school Tuesday, uh, as a matter of fact, and Mm. you're listening to this at some point. That's today, if you're listening today. But they start school on Tuesday, so it's it's very emotional. But but Ian Anderson just makes me emotionally tired, physically tired, and mentally tired, okay? Mm. Um, And and if you understand any of those terms, it's just, I I sometimes just don't get, uh, you know, I, I wish I'd have kept up with how many times he bounces the ball up there. Okay, because I've seen that more times than ever out of Ian Anderson. I don't see it out of a lot of other people, but Ian Anderson bounces balls up there. And I'm like, what is this, golf we're talking or something? I mean, what do you – I mean, of course, if Marcelo Zuna was up there batting against him, I'd do it every time because he would probably (laughs) swing at it, okay? But but still, what is – what are we doing? Bouncing balls up there. I bet – I bet if it was a game, if he pitches six innings, I bet he's at least one or two every inning. Now, you know, what are how? these pitches? Are they curveballs or are they different types yes. of pitches? Yeah, they're, they're curveballs. Yeah, they're curveballs. They're all speed pitches. And, and again, you know, in a, in a normal pitching motion, you should have the same release uh, most of the time, okay, mm-hmm. depending on where you want the ball to go. I never want the ball to bounce up there, okay? Never. Never, no. never, never. So, I mean, you're talking that's too short. That means your release point is way out in front of you, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to tell my son, you know, when he's pitching, I'm like, on that release point, I said, watch it out in front of you. I said, if you got on a curve, you may want to release it before you get to see it. So that way it does that break for you. But other than that, for you, you know, get it out in front of you and see it. Right. And, and but for but for Ian, I don't I don't know. Just physically and emotionally makes me tired. Um, now you're gonna you're, you know you're gonna say, well, didn't he pitch a good game? And well, he had six innings, five hits, two earned runs, a walk, and four strikeouts. Okay, yes. I mean, still relatively good. But let's look at the pitches that he throws, and let's if you if I were to break it down, and I wish I you know I'd gone to Elias and be able to look up all these stats. 
But if you look, how many three-two counts does he go? Mm-hmm. How deep into counts does he go with batters? And and if if we're talking about going six, if he goes, if he doesn't go so deep in counts with batters, could he go seven? Yes. Right. He will never. Ian Anderson will never have a complete game. Never. Um, and I bet I, if you look in his career, he's never had a complete game. And of course, complete games. Uh, there's not many of those anyway to begin with, but he will never have one because he throws way too many pitches. One of my favorite, favorite non Braves got a, uh, well, he went nine innings the other night and almost got a complete game. Uh, Adam Wainwright. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and again, uh, and again, how long, I mean, Wainwright's arm's about to fall off anyway, by the way. Uh, but, but how he's, I bet if you went back and looked at Adam Wainwright, if he's at 120 pitches, which he's kind of – I think Wainwright's old school to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wainwright could have pitched very well in the 70s and 80s, okay? Yep. Yep. Just because he's got that bulldog mentality, you know, he's – You know, you if purpose, didn't you? Yeah, if, 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 he, if there were to be a fight – Wainwright's going to be right there in the middle of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to welcome it. He's like Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura, you know? He's mm-hmm. going to be the guy that's got Ventura in the headlock hitting him in the head, okay? That's going to be Adam Wainwright. And I think that's the mentality that I want to see out of Ian Anderson. Um, and Wainwright's had two arm surgeries, and he's still pitching today. And, by the way, having a great year, yeah. okay? And the yeah. Cardinals needed him to have a great year. And this is a guy who's one step out the door in retirement, okay? And you're thinking, oh, wow, look at the year that guy's having, okay? I mean, look at Nolan Ryan and how long he pitched. Right. Uh, but look at the year this guy's having. Complete game. He could he could pitch complete games because he understands the circumstances. I don't think Ian Anderson understands the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I need Ian to be aggressive. I, I, from Kyle Wright this year, I've, I've heard it said more than anything on, on when when we're on the radio and Kyle Wright probably will will blow up in the next game and, and that's that's okay he's pitching to contact okay he's going after hitters and and for Ian Anderson here's what I need I need to stop stop throwing the junk uh, when you get him up 0-2 strike him out or 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 get him to put the ball in play on the next pitch you know right. uh, I believe it was Monday night um Joey Votto and the Reds Okay, Joey Votto averages four pitches seen a game uh, in every at-bat. Okay, that's what he averaged. You know what he averaged last night? One. Okay, he had four at-bats. He swung at the first pitch every single time. Gee. Okay, he committed five outs, by the way, because he got in a double double play his last Uh (laughs) at-bat. So, one pitch. One pitch. Okay, from a guy who goes up there and averages four pitches every at bat. Mm-hmm. If you pitch three pitches in an inning, in an inning, guess what? That's good. Okay, oh, yeah. and you get and you get three outs. Okay, so what happens if you if you throw one pitch, the guy gets a hit, but the second pitch you throw, the guy comes up and gets a double play. That's fabulous, right there. Okay, so that's what Ian Anderson doesn't understand. I wish I could go up to him and say, okay, here's what we're going to concentrate on tonight: right. throw less pitches. Throw less pitches. And then if he's going to say, well, for game two, here's what we're going to concentrate. Throw less pitches. I thought that was game one. Exactly. Game two. Throw less pitches. 
That's what I got to see out of Ian Anderson. Sorry. So, uh, you just made all the Georgia fans happy by calling Adam Ware out a Bulldog. Oh! <laughs> you did that on purpose, and I, I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, guess what? He is, okay? I mean, he's well, – I, was it Oral Hershiser? Uh They used to call Oral Hershiser the Bulldog, you know, okay. because that's, that's what he was. I mean, he was a guy who would get you a complete game and who would be frustrated with himself for things that he didn't do right, um, you know, who showed his emotion out there. And that's what I want to see. Give me a little emotion. Uh, throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw it, throw it, whatever. And if, you know, if they hit it out, okay, great. That's one pitch. If that's the only pitch you threw to the guy, that's better. Instead of going up there and now you throw him and you get, you get to a full count and he fouls off five more pitches, well, guess what? You just threw ten pitches. To one batter, right? That's unacceptable, unacceptable. Right. I gotta have more. I gotta have better. Okay, sorry. I'll get. I'll get off the soapbox. Bring the blood pressure down. You know. <laughs> Your doctor's gonna get mad at me for this. Yeah, uh, he definitely will. Trust me, my doctor gets mad at me anyway. But for all the things. <laughs> so, uh, but but I hate. But I will say this though. I didn't realize this. Dylan Lee came in and pitched two two innings. Had yeah. four strikeouts. Okay. So he had been struggling lately, mm-hmm. um, and and I was a little worried about Dylan Lee, but I didn't realize he had pitched three games in a row. Yeah. Um, and he said he's never done three games in a row. Oh, wow. uh, and so if you notice, uh, he got Friday off, came back Saturday, and looked extra strong. Two innings, four strikeouts. Looked like the Dylan Lee that we've seen that had moved up the the pecking order in the, you know, in the relief core to be that one or two guy out of the bullpen. So, uh, they, you know, they, they, they said on the, on the uh, TV, uh, it was uh, Chip and I think, uh, uh, I don't know if uh, Frank Coo was there or not, but Chip said that he pitched three games in a row uh, and he had really struggled uh, in that, you know, that third game. He wasn't used to that. So uh, my advice, don't pitch him three games in a row. You know, yeah, uh, Kenley Jansen, struggles when he goes three games in a row. Yeah. 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 Same thing. And, and, and I would, my guess is now, since we also have Iglesias, there's no need for Kenley Jansen to go three games in a row. No. Uh, Kirby Yates, Kirby's been struggling a little bit, but you know what? The guy just had Tommy John surgery. He's not expected. I don't think this is what I think about Tommy John surgery. You know, if you have it middle of the year, you're out till the next middle of next year. It's going to right. take you that whole half of the year to get strong. Say if a guy goes, um, you know, the beginning of the year, he's got Tommy John surgery, he comes back at the next year, beginning of the year. Middle of the year is when you're going to start seeing him get stronger. It's not the first of the year. It's the middle of the year. And Kirby Yates, uh, you know, what are we going to get out of Kirby Yates? I don't know. But Kirby Yates is designed to go next year and pitch next year. That's what it is. If we can get some innings out of him, whether it's, you know, one or, or, you know, a third of an inning or, or two-thirds of an inning. If he finishes up an inning, fine. But I don't need a whole lot out of Kirby Yates. Um, but I'm I, working on control right now. And, and that's understandable it's, uh, because he's just come off of a year being off. And, right. and he's got an arm that has been surgically repaired. And, and, boy, I'd be much like Ronald has been with his knee. He looks like he's finally getting strong, strong, you know. But he still doesn't slide with his leg first, 
And so Kirby Yates, it's going to take a little bit of time to get used to, you know, that, you know, getting back to pitching. So the Braves sweep the doubleheader, winning this game six to two. Um, they won the first game five to two. Um, so who stood out to you in this as the of the game? I'm, I'm going to go with the the that that rookie kid, you know, that plays second base. I'm going to go Vaughn Grissom. That's where I'm going to go. Had two hits, two RBIs. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So Sunday, Bryce Elder comes back up. Oh my gosh! Um, a great game from Bryce Elder, and and stressful situations too. Um, you know. They got one run in the fourth. Um, and, you know, the Marlins, look, this Marlins lineup is not bad, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Jesus Aguilar kills us every game, yes. okay? And, and and he got a couple home runs in the weekend series as well. But it seems like every time he comes up, he's like hitting the ball and killing the ball. I think I'd take that guy on my team. I, I think that'd be one guy I'd, I'd want to have. But, um, you know, Bryce Elder, fabulous game. It won nothing all the way. Um, you know, till late in the ball game. I mean, late in the ball game. I mean, late in the ball game. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, but he seven innings, uh, three hits. He did walk three. He only gave up one earned run and ten strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Ten strikeouts. So um, I I saw a little bit of the beginning, uh, first couple of innings uh, before I had to go somewhere, and then kept up with it on on uh, the the game cast on ESPN. Pitched well, very well. Seven innings. I mean, with the way that he had used the bullpen and the way that we had that double header, so we had to use a, a few extra people. Going that seven innings really helped, and oh, especially knowing that we're going in, that we were going into the Mets series on Monday. Boy, that seven innings really helped. And he pitched well. It's not, well. Um, what what did you see offensively in this game? I wasn't able to watch this game. Well, what I saw offensively is Michael Harris saved our Heine. That's what I saw. Uh, and then we finally got it going. But what I what I saw was what we had been struggling in these one-run games of putting people in scoring position but not being able to get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it took us nine innings to get there, okay, but Michael Harris uh, got the, the, I believe, the game-tying home run, and then we took off from there uh, and, and got a couple of more runs after that. Vaughn Grisham again up at the top of the order, two for three, uh, two walks as well. So the kids on base four times scored one run. Nice. But we had runners in scoring position. Acuna didn't play. He was um, resting his knee. Um, and and so he, you know, so we missed that little punch at the bottom, uh, although he did come in and pinch hit uh, and ended up walking there late in the game and went back in in right field in the ninth inning. Uh, but still – what I saw was a little resiliency to keep that winning streak going, uh, knowing that, you know, the Mets had, had, were playing the Reds and, and they weren't going to – the Reds weren't going to beat them, beat them. But, you know, Harris with the homer tying the game and then we just took off and then scored two more runs and ended up winning three to one. Uh, so, uh, you know, hats off to the offense and picking it up. It took nine innings to do it, but, it, but we did it. But, again, we had chances. And, and one of the plays I, – I laugh at this – uh, because we had a chance to score a run early in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and Eddie Rosario got thrown out by a mile at home plate. You know, it's Ron Washington. I love Ron Washington. You know, you can't ever fault Ron Washington. Uh, for But so two outs, um, 
and, and I'm trying to look and see. Let me go back and see. Uh, I believe it was oh, it was Ozuna that got the hit. So Rosario's on second base. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I believe he had gotten on with a walk, and then I think he stole second, if I recall correctly. So he's on second base, and I'm thinking, hmm, now this could be the first run of the game right here. Ozuna gets a hit. It's a liner. It takes one hop to the outfielder who's running in in right field. He fires the ball home, and Rosario is out by about 10 steps. Okay. So he was out by my – he didn't slide. Uh, he just kind of went in and the catcher tagged him. You know, Ooh. I mean, there, there was no sense in sliding. He was out by a mile. I, I don't have – the only problem I have with that is we didn't score any runs for the ninth inning. So, <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, no. And you had Harris coming up too. But, you know what, I don't call Ron Washington. You know, I call him the riverboat gambler because that's what he is. Oh, yeah. Nine out of ten times, he's going to get you safe. Okay? Right. So, so I'll take it. But, but that would have been a run. Um, and, and so, but still, what I like is the fact that in the end, we won the game, but we won it in the ninth inning. And that's what we've been used to seeing over the past few years is winning those games late and getting those big hits. And we got some big hits in the ninth inning. So I'm going to have to cave here. I, I would go two players, Harris and Elder. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I got no problem with that. Uh, again, Michael Harris saving us with the home run, but Bryce Elder saving us two with a great pitching matchup. Uh, and then two, I don't know if Snicker knew who was going to pitch, you know, on Sunday. I think we talked about this on Friday, uh, and I believe it was one of those where let's see how – Friday and the two games on Saturday go, mm. uh, you know, because you, you did have Mueller and, and Anderson going on uh, Saturday. So that was kind of, you know, a crapshoot more or less. But you got good games out of, out of those two. So you can afford to not go with Strider because Strider was the guy mentioned for going on Sunday. Right. Uh, so, and instead they opened him up on Monday night against the Mets which was a much better move. And, and then you got Morton and, and Odorizzi and now Kyle Wright to go in this series as Max Fried is not ready to go and potentially could be ready to go by the weekend, hopefully, with that concussion protocol. But uh, it allowed Snitker with those wins to move uh, Spencer Strider to Monday, and it, and it was a good move. It paid off. You know, those are moves uh, that, especially with the Mets, those are moves that haven't paid off lately. Right. Uh, you know, the Mets have been able to pull all the strings uh, here lately, and that's a, and a move on, on Sunday with Bryce Elder certainly helped. Um, you know, getting that spot start here or there, um, you know, that, that, that helped. And with Mueller and now Elder, those two guys may be able to go. Uh, it, it does put a lot of pressure on Ian Anderson if he wants to get back in that rotation. And maybe that's what we need. But, uh, you know, Bryce Elder coming up, uh, allowing Spencer Strider to pitch on Monday was a good move. I like seeing the kids come up and pitch well and uh, play well. I, yeah, I do too. I love it. Um, you know, that's this is the the future. And of course, you go to more minor league games. I don't, I don't have um, you know minors close other than Nashville. And I've never been to a Sounds game, by the way. And and I've been in Memphis and had a chance to go uh, to uh, a Memphis game, but never did. Uh, but I would like to uh, see. Um, when the Braves minors come to Memphis, maybe go to a game then, but uh, I haven't been able to, so that's about three and a half hours away. So I can't just hop on my up on my you know jet and fly right on down there, you know. But but um, anyway, you see a lot more minors. It is good to see the kids coming up. 
Uh, and it is good to know that the scouting department's doing a great job of finding these guys <laughs> because it certainly has helped. And this, this year, more than any, with bringing the kids up, uh, has, you know, certainly paid off. You know, I know this is good off topic, but we're, we're known for that. So our fans. Oh, like, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, everybody keeps saying the Braves have the third, the worst farm system rating in the world, or the majors, they have the 30th worst farm system. Well, guess what? The, the kids that were in the farm system are all at the major leagues right now. So uh, Right, right. And I, and I think this draft helped out, too, because I think they I believe, picked up some good, some good key elements in this I draft. So. Yeah. I and really if, we're like, the 30, if we're the 30th worst farm system, uh, you know what? You only need a couple of kids out of the farm system, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, that's why you see teams trade off all their prospects, because that's what they are, prospects. Right. Uh, they haven't come to the majors and proven themselves. But let's look back at a lot of the guys that have come up for the Braves uh, lately. Okay, so so if you were to look at our team, you know we have we have uh, Acuna, we have Ozzy Albie, Dan- we have now uh, yeah Dan- we have Vaughn Grissom, we have yeah. Michael Harris. Okay, so let's look at those guys who came up from the farm system. Dansby wasn't originally a Brave, but um, he came over in that, I believe it was the Shelby Miller deal. Uh, yeah. He, he, uh, so Dansby came, you know, through that farm system as well. But look at the guys. Uh, oh, sorry, I've got to go even Austin Riley. I forget about Austin Riley. So if, if I were to look at that lineup that we just had on Sunday, mm-hmm. so Vaughn, so Dansby, Vaughn Grissom, Austin Riley. So there's three guys there. William right. Contreras, there's four. four. Acuna played in the game, there's five, and then Harris, there's six. Six. Okay. Six out of your nine guys are in your farm or from your farm system. Wait a minute. Uh, Elder pitched, so there's seven. Okay. So seven guys that played in that game are from your farm system. Right. And we're in second place. We won the World Series last year. And it, you know, things, you ask anybody, and if, if Ozzy Albies were playing, there's another guy. You know, that you can't forget that guy. And you look at Max Freed. You look at, you know, when Soroka's there, Mike Soroka. Uh, let's look at Kyle Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's look at Ian Anderson. Let's look at Kyle Moeller. You know, if we're the 30th worst farm system, then I don't know who's ranking, but they got that all wrong. You know, and you're right. Everybody's up at the, the – but it's following the exact path you want them to follow. They're playing in the major leagues, right? Right. So, I believe nothing you're wrong up. there. I believe you're right on this draft. The, the I like a couple of players that are in Augusta right now. I really like them. Um, yeah. Did I tell you – did I bring it up on the podcast? I can't remember. But uh, So, Rome has a free agent draft uh, signee from the Savannah Bananas. Mm. You really? That? Yeah. I, I love the Savannah Bananas. They're funny. <laughs> they're hilarious. They're, they're uh, great. Nick Clarno. I can't remember. I, I know I've talked about him. Yes. I remember if I brought him up on the podcast or not. Yeah, yeah. But he's a catcher for Rome, and I'll get to see him this weekend. Oh, that's great. You know, as as some of those, probably those baseball purists don't like the Savannah Bananas. Um, But you know what? If kids come to the game to watch the game of baseball, Mm -hmm. and it's all because of the Savannah Bananas, Mm -hmm. um, you know what? Let them play, baby. Because it sounds like a lot of fun as far as what they do and what I've seen. Oh, yeah. And, you know, 
people probably think the Harlem Globetrotters in basketball, they probably think the Harlem Globetrotters aren't very good at the basketball game. But let me tell you what, the Harlem Globetrotters are very good at the basketball game, okay? okay. Um, and, and so the Savannah Bananas are pretty good at the game of baseball, but they also are entertaining. And don't you want that in a baseball game? Oh, yeah. I mean, the reason that the reason that soccer has become so popular over the last few years is because you're always running. There, there's no stopping. There's no nothing. There's a lot of stuff to pay attention to. Well, right. Isn't that what the Savannah Bananas are? A lot of stuff to pay attention to, right? Right. So, you know, if a kid comes to the game because of that, and that's the resurgence of baseball is because of them, hallelujah. Bring them on. See, call me a hypocrite, but I, I like I'm a, I'm a purist. I didn't like the DH. Now I like it. I, I like play the game, play the game hard. Always play to the, you know. Don't ever take anything off. Run hard. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a purist, but right. There's room for the fun stuff. There's room to be goofy and you know. Yes. Yeah, and you know I am not a huge fan of. The bat flip and the, you know, what do you do after the home run? I'm getting used to it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning to like it, okay? And and finally, people have calmed down talking about it. You know, in years past, you're talking about you probably would have gotten knocked on your hind end uh, okay. the next time you came up. Uh, but, um, you know, pitchers are starting to get used to it in the fact that, okay, now it's my job. I got to get you out. Right. You know, why don't I get you out instead of, uh, you know, whatever – um, and, and the DH, I'm getting used to it as well. I'm, I'm kind of a purist in, in the same mind uh, with the DH. But, you know, I also like to see, uh, you know, like Mookie Betts playing catch with a guy um, Monday night. Uh, Aaron Judge has done the same. Oh, wow. um, you know, I've seen Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge is who this is. Um, somebody stacked cans up in the outfield, and they were stacking them up, and Aaron Judge – says give me the ball and he knocked the top can off you know okay. i mean those those kind of things i mean that's fun getting out there playing with the kids that are in the in the uh in the outfield playing catch with them you know those kind of things i think i've seen mike trout do that before you know those are the fun things i i, I agree and you talk about the guys that play hard so so if we if we move into uh monday night's game against the the mets um when i of course they went through a rain delay you guys must have been getting some good rain, okay? We um, up here we didn't, but apparently it, it went. I mean, we got a little bit up here, yeah, little, like an hour north or forty-five minutes northwest of Truist Park. Or, yeah, but down there apparently they got a cell that lasted a good bit. Yeah, it did, and and I guess the most surprising thing was I surprised to see Bryce, or surprised to see Spencer Strider come back out, uh, which which was great to see him come back out, uh, but. What I when I got home and I started watching the game, I caught it about the. Of course, the rain delay happened in the second inning, um, you know, and and we're already up three to nothing, which is great. And I'm thinking, oh man, we're gonna be snake bit, uh, you know, they're gonna cancel the game, and and we just jumped up three nothing, and the, the Mets definitely are pulling all the strings. So what I what I loved to see was this. It was raining, I think, in the fifth inning, top of the fifth, and of course, all the Braves, all you got to do is finish that top of the fifth. Right. And you've got to finish the visiting end of the fifth inning. So it's raining, it's raining, it's raining. And so James McCann steps up, okay? And this is where the pitch clock's going to get him next year. So he steps up, and he's slowly coming up there. Steps in, and then he steps out, and then he's wiping his bat off. And I bet he spent two or three minutes 
not getting into the into the place. You know what he's doing? He's trying to get the the, the he's playing rain delay theater. Okay, right, right. I've seen this before. It's like if you're uh, if you're the the home team and you're out there and you're losing, well, somebody's gonna come out and talk to the pitcher. Okay, just just to kind of slow things down just a little bit. Well, he's doing everything possible to slow it down. He gets in, he finally gets out, and I'm thinking, okay, great, got him out of the way. Well, Brandon Nimmo comes up, and I'm thinking, okay, Brandon Nimmo's going to do this same thing. You know what Brandon Nimmo did? He got in the box. He was ready to go. I like that. Uh, he, I do, too, because Brandon Nimmo, this is what I love about Brandon Nimmo, and you, you just said it a while ago about playing hard, running, to, running, running hard, all that kind of stuff. This is what Brandon Nimmo does when he walks, okay, when he gets four balls, he runs to first base. I like that. Okay, he doesn't just run, he sprints, okay? He's on first base, he's ready to go, all right? Well, Brandon Nimmo walks up, walks up, walks around because he's a lefty, walks around, steps in the box, and says, let's go. And I think he swung at the first pitch. First or second pitch he swung at, grounded out to Matt Olson, finished up the inning, and they end up playing the rest of the game anyway to begin with. It didn't matter, it stopped raining, but still, mm. that's what I like. Okay, a guy like that. I like Brandon Nimmo and Jeff McNeil. You know, McNeil's up there, and, and he's, you know, Barry Bond style, choking up on the bat. Um, I love that kind of play. That, those guys are, are uh, fabulous for that team. And, and as evident, Jeff McNeil, we couldn't get him out last night. He was four for four. Okay? Oh, yeah. So, we, you know, we were, we were fortunate that Brandon Nimmo didn't hurt. He usually is the guy that hurts us, you know, with getting on base and then steal in or something, but McNeil was four for four. Uh, but those are the guys that are the heart and soul of your team, and they're the hustle guys. But I, I didn't much like the McCann bit, although I've seen it and have probably tried tried it myself uh, at times, uh, but trying to get the delay, but end up playing anyway. So, uh, but, but guys like Nimmo and McNeil just play hard and, and, and play the game like it should. I was worried for a minute that McNeil had hurt us in other ways, I, I was worried that uh, yeah. he had spiked Dansby in the forehead, but I, I knew yeah. he wouldn't do it on purpose because he's not that No, guy. no, no, no. Um, you know, I, I agree. And and that's, you know, I don't know that I've ever, and I still didn't see it. Uh, so I'm in the same line with you because you can't see either, right? Uh, so <laughs> um, I, I still haven't seen the, the replay. They never showed the replay. I think I saw one replay, but they didn't show – Anything of that, which I'm surprised, you know, anytime blood gushing, that they really, they're going to go after that. So I didn't see that. But, and again, Dansby, hard nose as it comes, oh, yeah. he's a guy that stayed in the game, you know, that, and that would have been me, you know, oh, I'm bleeding. Okay, great. Let's go. What are you waiting on? Yes, I know I'm bleeding. It's okay, you know. <laughs> so I'll live. All right. <laughs> Put a band aid on it or something. Or, hey, uh, what, what we used to say is rub dirt on it. Right. You, know, you get hit. You get hit, and I've been hit. You know, I, I got hit in the ankle one time, and boy, did that hurt because that guy was throwing the ball pretty hard. And I had um, I had seams on my ankle bone there from it, and it hurt, you know. So, but I stayed in the game, and I played, okay. Um, you know, I, I the only time that I was ever hit pitching was my last year that I played, okay. And, and it's scary when the ball's coming at you. It's all slow motion when it's coming at you. And you all think, okay, I can stop the ball. I can stop the ball. But it's like you can't. You know, I mean, you can't. So it hits me, you know, it hits me in the shoulder, bounces off. And, and I went chasing after it and never got him out at, at first base. I, I couldn't 
I couldn't get there fast enough. He got there. And, and so, you know, it came out, Hey, you okay? Yeah, let's, let's play. And, and, and I pitched the rest, you know, the rest of the time. So, um, you know, but, but Dansby just hard nosed as it comes. Now, if it was, uh, you know, if it was Ronald, Ronald sometimes is a little bit of my wife calls a baby. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, we were sitting there watching, I believe it was Saturday night and he, he's running from first to second and he pulls up, he's, he's limping a little bit and they come out, make sure he's okay. And, and, and my wife said, he's okay. He's just a big baby, you know? And, and I said, well, I said, he won't be out back out for the, for the night. I believe it was the ninth inning. I said, he won't be back out for the ninth. Parady is back up. He'll go out there and play. And then he won't play the next day. Well, guess what? He didn't play on Sunday. And so, you know, she, she, she doesn't, you know, she's the, my wife is the type that she doesn't put up with much, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the injury thing goes, she's more or less like my mother, you know, get up and go. Okay. You're okay. Let's go. I've heard her say that many times to my own kid. So, yeah. I remember one time, and I know this is way off topic again, sorry guys. Um, but it was my last track race in middle school and was, we were running 800 and this kid trips me and I go sliding across the track. Oh, I'm bleeding. Yeah, I'm bleeding, but I don't care. They yeah. literally have to pull me off the track because yeah. they, my dad and my coach wanted me to quit. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. And yeah, gotta go. Yeah, absolutely. I was always that yeah. hard nosed kid. I'm not. I'm not. Not have been the best athlete. I mean, you know, but I was always the one that would push and work hard. So. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, I've said it for a, a long time. As far as I've coached for a long time, I, I coached my nephew and then I coached my, my own son. So probably coached baseball for about 20 years in that stretch uh, from little league, you know, on up and until they got older. And, um, you know, the game of the, the coaching's fun, uh, but I was always a hard-nosed coach too. Mm-hmm. Um, and coaching's fun. It's just the parents you have to deal with it. I always said yeah. that the people you have that bring them to the game. Uh, and so I would always draft kids that I knew the parents. They may not be talented, uh, okay, but if they want to work hard at it, they'll, I'll take those kids any, any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's just more satisfying when you win, and I think you can win with guys who play hard more than you win with guys who are talented. Okay? Right. So, and, and you look at that, too. So let's take Fernando Tatis Jr., okay, who is now suspended for 80 games because he, quote, took something he didn't realize. By the way, everybody who does, who, who has, has been suspended for some performance-enhancing drug, don't they always say, well, I didn't mean to take it? And um, he was trying to cure ringworm, apparently. Yes. Um, so if you're trying to do that, why don't they go to the team doctors? Okay? Why is it? I, I tell you, I bet in every excuse imaginable, the only one that has been used, the one excuse that's been used every single time, well, I didn't know that had that in it. I didn't know it was unintentional. Well, Evan, isn't everything unintentional? Read the okay? book. Read yeah. The- yeah. Or if you've got ringworm, don't you have doctors that can take care of that thing? Team doctors? I would Whatever you so. got. Whatever you got, you got a team doctor that can take care of that. All you got to do is make a call. I mean, yeah. that's it. You got a cell phone. All you got to do is say, okay, I'm trying to cure ring one. What do I need to take? And that team doctor is going to tell you, hey, come see me. I'll give you something, okay? So take Fernando Tatis Jr., a talented kid, but apparently a troubled kid at that. Yeah. And 
and it seems like the Padres are aren't they playing very playing pretty good now? Granted, they're in they're in a fight for their life as far as the wild card goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, the wild card race is very 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 good right now. You you know the Braves are I think the Braves are we're six and a half up. I think is what it is. I uh, it had been closer, um, but the Phillies are just a half game above the Padres. Okay. So that race is pretty good, and then the Padres are two games up on the Brewers. Um, and I think, by and large, the Padres are going to win that that in there anyway. It's just where, who do you want to play to open up. Right. Um, so they're playing very well, and Tatis has not played a game this year, okay? Right. Not a game. And I think a talented kid, but also a little bit of a cancer because of the way that he plays or doesn't play um, is – uh, certainly not satisfying to the to the veterans that are on that team, the other players that are on that team. Right. Um, you know, and Manny Machado last uh, on Monday night upset with uh, Jerickson Profar, Pro, however you say that, Profar, um, because he was in the outfield um, and he hesitated. They were down two to nothing already. He hesitated on a throw into third base because he was trying to. I guess he was trying to get the cutoff man to move over to get in line with, with third base. And the guy just keeps running around second and goes to third and makes it. And Machado just flat out was was giving him a hard time. And that run ended up scoring because they got a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Machado, I mean, it doesn't matter where the cutoff man is, just throw it in. You know, the guys, the cutoff man for second base is the shortstop. Oh, by the way, the cutoff guy for third base is the shortstop. So all you got to do is turn and find him. You know, wherever he's at, doesn't matter if he's lined up with with short or not. And um, and, and but that's Machado. Machado had trouble with with Tatis last year because of the way he was playing and trying right. to you know push him along. So sometimes talent doesn't necessarily translate into a good teammate. So moving on to Monday night, the Braves exploded. Yes, thirteen to one is your final score. Spencer Strider goes five innings. Oh, actually, did he go five or six? He went five. He went five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was but, right there at that threshold of five, so, yeah. But I'm guessing he probably threw at least an inning, inning and a third down in, in the cage while the rain delay. Yeah, yeah, probably, absolutely. Uh, and, again, surprise he came out, especially with the way he, he is. And, and it's funny because he, he was talking about the Mets offense, and he says, that the Mets, you know, they've gotten lucky, and he's right. He's he's not telling anything that's that's not the truth. They pulled all the right strings. They had gotten lucky with their offense of late, and he came out and looked very good. Five innings, he, you know, he only gave up a run, an earned run. Um, you know, three hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Didn't have as many strikeouts, but I don't need to see strikeouts. I just need to see outs. Right. Um, but the offense exploded for eight runs in the sixth. But they already had three in the third, uh, thanks to, uh, you know, Contreras got a homer. Rosario got a homer. I believe they went back-to-back. They did. Um, and uh, Off so, color but, uh Yeah, exactly. Uh, two, two in the fourth, eight in the sixth. I mean, yeah. they were just flat-out hitting it. You know, Cooney had three hits and three RBIs. Dansby, three hits, three RBIs. Um, moving on down the list. Uh, Darno had one hit, three RBIs, had a homer. Should have had two. Yeah, um, and you know Vaughn Grissom had two hits. Michael Harris had a hit. Uh, you know 
Harris had two runs. Grissom, Harris scored twice. Grissom scored twice. Darno scored twice. Acuna scored twice. Dansby, Austin, Matt Olson, William Contreras, and Eddie Rosario each scored one. Uh, so, you know, a good night. Um, not necessarily a night. Yes, we hit home runs. I get it. You know, Contreras had a homer, Rosario had a homer, and Darno had a homer, I believe. So, yes, we did have three homers. But you take those three homers away, and we still scored runs. We still would have won the game. Um, and I think that's been the whole key of late is if we don't get home runs, we don't win games. Right. Uh, that's not the case. So uh, that is definitely not the case. The play I'm talking about is, um, you know, uh, the first – he let, Darno let off that inning with a – Line drive the first th- the third. It was a hard shot line drive, and right. the third baseman. I can't. I don't know his name. I can't remember. Escobar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hold it. on. Yeah. But yeah. He, he booted it, but he would have had to make an amazing play to catch it and throw him out. Yeah. So that's the that's the play I'm talking about. He should. That, they called an error on Escobar, but I, I Joe Simpson I was kind of irritated. Yeah, I think I remember that. I was I was actually watching that. Yes. Uh, and you're right. He would have had to made a, a good play to throw him out. But, uh, but yeah. But yeah, you're he, right. he ended up getting the three-run homer to cap off that inning. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, a good night hitting. What? Uh, okay, so, uh, you know, we talk about before, and I've mentioned this, about needing to win that first game. Okay, we won the first game. And we looked. We looked. <laughs> excuse me. We looked um, so much better in this series than we've looked in any of the previous games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the series right now is eight to five minutes. Um, and, and we got six games left. And if I recall correctly, we need to win the season series. If there's a tie at the top of the division, when the year's over, if we have won the season series, we get the number one spot. Mm-hmm. Not looking for that yet, okay? I'm not. I'm not looking that far ahead. That's way too far ahead for me right now, especially right. since we got six games. I just want to put the pressure on the Mets right now because we are deep in the. We're in the heart of of uh, August, okay? Right. And it's crunch time right now. Crunch time, uh, and the exactly. Braves. Braves knowing good and well that okay. So you got Walker tonight um, going against Charlie Morton, and then on. Wednesday, you're going to have Max Scherzer and, and Odorizzi, and then you're going to have Kyle Wright going against Jacob DeGrom. So the back end of this series is the two best Mets pitchers and probably the two best pitchers in the in the major leagues. Scherzer's having a great year at 8-2, and two, you know, missed a couple of months. He's pretty strong. DeGrom is now 2-0 and oh after coming back, hadn't pitched all year with a 1.02 ERA. Okay, so mm-hmm. – those two guys are 10 and two and probably somewhere in the 1.5 ERA. Right. On average. So you got the back end. So you need to get everything you got uh, because, you know, and I, you know, and a win on Tuesday night, that's going to put a lot of pressure on them to win, you know, Wednesday and Thursday. And, you know, when pressure's put on, boy, that means a lot of things. You know, even though the Braves know if they could get a win tonight, even though if the Braves know that they've got Scherzer and DeGrom coming up, you can play relaxed against Scherzer and still win the game. Right. Okay. And against DeGrom the same way. One pitch here or there, and all of a sudden you change the course of the game, Scherzer could still strike out 100 in the game, and you could still win the game. Right. So that's the philosophy I, I, I got to look for. But I got to keep the offense going. 
uh, and I got to put the pressure on. And that's what they did. They scored first, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so I don't. So we played what eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We played thirteen games against the Mets. I can only remember one other time that we scored first, other than this game. So this is the second time in thirteen games that we've scored first. I believe that. And was I think that was key. game last last weekend. Yeah, it was last weekend. Absolutely, the only game we won, I believe. Uh, so scoring first—that's the key. Scoring first. Let's get out. Let's score one runs, and you put pressure on them. Okay, put the pressure on. We have not put any pressure on the Mets whatsoever. No. But I. But but it's time to put the pressure on. Turn up the heat. Do whatever. Put them in the air fryer. I don't care what you do. Um, Man, the air know. fryer. Amazing. I love the air fryer. You know what? I've never. I, we never had an air fryer until Jackson, my son. Um, at Project Graduation, you know, those things are great, by the way. At Project Grads, you know, when you graduate, you're senior, you go to Project Grad, you stay the night after gradu- from graduation, and you, you, go, you come home with a lot of prizes. He came home with an air fryer, okay? Nice. Never, never had an air fryer, by the way. Never, okay? Man, we've used that thing so much, I can't <laughs> tell you, you know? You can so put anything I, in that like thing. My, pardon? You can put anything in that thing. You can. It's just like we have a Blackstone grill, and I love my Blackstone grill. Okay, mm-hmm. never had one until uh, we bought one right uh, right before the pandemic. Okay, like March, we bought one in March, and of course the pandemic hit a couple of years ago. Man, we've cooked on that thing so much. You can cook anything and everything. You know, you can cook people on there if you want to. Uh, we don't, but anyway, uh, you can cook anything on there. Um, so, I mean, it's it's great. It's great. Awesome. Yeah, the air fryer is great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh... We'll talk about that off off podcast. Yeah, that's a yeah, different time. Yep. <laughs> um, so I can't really decide who I want to be the player of the game for this because there's so many <laughs> there's so many options. I'm I'm just gonna say the whole team. Yeah, you know everybody had a hit. Um, Ozuna didn't play. Um, everybody had a hit. Contreras was a DH for the night because Eddie played. Uh, everybody had a hit except Heredia, who I don't think got any at bats. Came in for Ronald. Uh, in right field, uh, but everybody had a hit, John. I mean, you, you know, Dan, uh, Ronald had three hits, Dansby had three hits, uh, Grissom had two hits, uh, Harris had one, Darnell won, Grossman won, Rosario won. Mm-hmm. Um, Grossman came in and left for Rosario. Contreras had one, Olsen had one, Riley had one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say the whole team defensively they were good uh, all over the board. Uh, they were just they were great. So, uh, you know, Strider with five. Uh, Colin McHugh came in, pitched an inning and third, but but the kid, they, the, the guy they just called up, Danny Young, um, who I'd never heard of, but pitched a great two and two thirds inning to finish it up. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him either, but yeah, I, and, they got him going. He had off waivers apparently. Yeah, and he and he and he's up immediately. So if you look at the Mets, the Mets used Carrasco, Rodriguez, Medina, Givens, and and Darren Ruff came in and pitched up, pitched the last two innings, so which was. Which is good. He only gave up one hit. He gave up no runs. I was wondering. How, um, I fell asleep and I missed that because it, it was late down over here on the East Coast. Uh, I was yeah. wondering how he looked. Yeah, he, he actually didn't look too bad. He, he looked like he was throwing knuckleballs all up through there. You know, uh, you know, fifty mile an hour pitches. But you know, we didn't hit it, and that's okay. It, by that time, it's you know, look, it's time for the game to be over. But but they did use four pitchers. Um, so you know, your hope is that you can get into that bullpen and make them use that bullpen uh, to where. You know, by the end of the series, you know, they do get tired. McHugh probably won't pitch uh, tonight. Uh, I doubt you see – you will not see uh, Young uh, tonight. 
they're they're probably I don't know you might see McHugh I don't, I didn't think he threw that many pitches by the way um, but um, you know he didn't give up any hit and and no earned runs no base on balls no strikeouts so uh, so not a bad night uh, at the office uh, so you know he may pitch tonight but you've got everybody else available uh, which is good uh, so so we'll see but um, you know I need to see the same energy coming out Tuesday night as I saw Monday night. Uh, more energy than what I've seen in, in past. Well, let's hope the Braves keep the streak going, keep the energy going, and uh, cruise on yes, through sir. the series of the Mets and get the Astros coming on Friday. Yep, and it's a tough – you know, it doesn't get any easier, John. I'm telling you, it does not. You know, we still got another series at home coming up uh, with the Mets. But, but you're right, it's the Astros, then the Pirates, and then we get to play my favorite team in the world, Cardinals. Yeah, and that's at – Bush too, and um, I know several people that are going to watch the game, and I'm I'm still undecided on whether or not I'm I'm going. So, um, yeah, I may, I may not. Um, I, I I haven't decided yet. So you should uh, next to Bradley. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. Like, like I said, a lot of people are coming. And again, in case you're wondering, I'm trying to look ahead here. When the next time we we get the Mets, uh, it's next month. Uh, it's the last. Um, it is the next to last series the Mets come to town. Nice. Yeah, the 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd. Uh, and then it's the 3rd, 4th, and 5th they finish up. And then the playoffs, the wild cards start the 7th, 8th, and my birthday, the 9th. Oh, okay. So that's the, that's the wild card series. They're going to play them all three back to back to back. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, the Braves will be playing. And they won't be playing on your birthday. I hope not. I hope not. Last year, got a chance to go to Milwaukee on my birthday and see them play, and we got a win. So let's hope. But I, I, I don't want to remind you what happened the year before on my birthday. That was with the Cardinals. No, we don't. Uh, two uh, years before. No, nope, two nope, years. Nope. Yeah. We, yeah. Remember. So yeah. So that's why I was a little worried about going to Milwaukee on my birthday. I'm thinking, oh my, we don't need that to happen. So anyway. So good stuff, though. Good stuff. The stat that I was going to bring up earlier. That has yeah. nothing to do with the Braves, but I thought it was cool. There's only been two players in professional baseball history to hit a cycle with home runs in a game. A solo shot, two-run shot, three-run shot, and a grand slam. It's been, it's both been in double-A. Yeah. And it's both been in the Cardinals organization. And one of them just recently happened, correct? Yes, for the Springfield Cardinals this past week. Um, yeah. And then back in 1999 uh, – a uh, player for the Arkansas Travel North Northwest Arkansas Travelers did it, and they they were in the Cardinals organization. Wow! Now. So that's that's ten RBIs in a game, if I'm counting that right. Um, what you get out of those, which yes. is great. But but to be in position, first of all, to be in position to do that, that's an amazing stat right there. Yeah. Okay. Because you're talking about a solo homer. To be in position to then get a, a two-run, a three-run, and a grand slam, to be in position to do that is almost mathematically impossible. Right. Okay. And yeah, that's a great stat. I love it. And yeah, I, I love I, it. It was, like, crazy that it was in the, the Cardinals organization. Let's just – Yes. And ironically enough, none of those guys have ever come up to the majors. No. <laughs> no. Never had anything going for them. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about all I got. You got anything else, Jeremy? I have nothing. We have um, definitely gone off on our tangents and our diatribes and 
blood pressure's high and low and everything, but it's it's another fun one. It was good. Oh, oh yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening to us. Thanks for letting us, letting us ramble on in, in your ears today. Um, really appreciate it. You can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, other platforms that I, I can't remember. <laughs> um, Me either. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Braves. I'm at the Blind Donkey Runner, and I'm on Facebook at John Robert McKay, and then I believe Jeremy's on there as well. Yes, just as me, Jeremy Bell. <laughs> well, thanks guys for listening, and as always, go Braves. Go Braves. <laughs>